That's, <laughs> that's how it goes. That's just how it fucking goes. You end up. You are correct, sir. I get it how I live it. Wait a minute. I live it how I get it. Wait. Come Wait to motherfucking digits. I pull it with a lemon. Wait a minute. Not cause she ain't living. Wait. It's just Wait your eyes get acidic. And this ain't Wait. a scrimmage. Wait a minute. Motherfucker, we ain't finished. Wait. I told Wait you we won't stop. A nigga by the business. Like yours, but you're renting. Wait. Wave low to the top. Nigga, the very wrong guy. Wait a minute. Tell the paparazzi get the lens rock. Wait a minute. Got the window down top, blown lock. Got the hazard on. In the face. Welcome to Atlas Bach, a weekly chronicle concerning the mundane, weird, and maybe even sometimes dramatic happenings of a simple fantasy baseball league. This podcast captures the thoughts and musings of Greg, Joe, Jack, and Tim, four of the ten owners in the league. This is episode 29, entitled Tim Hates This Episode. All right, Bockers, welcome to episode 29. Let's say hello to the Ghost King, GK. How you doing? I'm doing great. Wonderful. Good to see you. Good to see you. Flying the blue and white. That's awesome. And we've got the world championship fan, Jack Swagger. Congratulations on the Eagles. How you feeling? Feeling good. Fly, Eagles, fly. We're doing well. <laughs> fly, Eagles, fly, baby. Hey, they won that game fair and square. Congratulations. Low key, how you doing? I am just peachy. How about yourself? I'm peachy as well. I think. Does that mean what we're warm and juicy? What is that? What does peachy mean? It's it's the shape of my head. <laughs> it's kind of peach colored too, actually. No, you guys need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a fun night. Welcome everybody to our prospects special. Swagger has done some work. He sharpened his pencil. We've got uh, farm rankings, as you all remember. We have. 10 spots on our farm teams in our dynasty league. And this is something that from a strategy perspective comes into play in a number of different ways. And one way is that, you know, you build up a farm system that bears fruit this year, next year, and the year after you can create sustained runs. Uh, Swagger, I'd like to hand the microphone over to you and just open it up. I guess you did gradings of the systems. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I did. I, I uh, went through each of our uh, minor league systems. That's beautiful. I think it's always good when you take a look at it. We figure you you probably should start with the lowest grade first. All right. So that in mind, first team up. I think we we talked about last week how they were the um, highest projected uh, in the majors. Um, not so much in the minors. Forty seven Ronin would uh, would be the only mm-hmm. F that I uh, that I graded. <laughs> Uh, not a lot to talk about there. I think I actually have only one player that actually has not played a major league game in my minor system, and I only have five players in that minor system. 
yeah. pretty big departure for you, Tim, though. I mean, and, you know, and, and you've used your minor leagues. You're not a person who doesn't see the value in those prospects. You've just seemingly decided that this is your window. You're pushing all your chips onto the table, and you've used your great prospects to bring back even greater major league talent. So you got um, Beata Murphy, who still technically would be considered a, a prospect catching in, in Colorado. Oh, okay. Fisher is, uh, you know, again. Uh, hey, hey, swag, we could just. It sucks. We don't even have to go through. Like I, I did, I did find the Mateus guy in one of the lists somewhere. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, thank you. Uh, this is a. Uh, it's a little painful. It's not worth it. It's an F. Sorry. I agree. It's an F. I think everyone looks at that and throws up a little in their mouth. Wow, please. All that means is that you have room for five more guys. When we go through the player draft. There are there aren't guys left. I, I mean. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to start scouting Little League games. I'm going to do, fucking do the Chris method and go to the Pop Warner games. Anyway, next. <laughs> it, it is a little different. The, the, the two that we're going to talk about first did surprise me a little bit because it wasn't too long ago that I felt like these two teams had the most prospects. Now, again, some of the reason that they no longer have prospects is because the guys that were prospects at the time are now fucking studs in the major league. So... Again, as they move up, um, you know, Bregman, Alex Bregman well, was a yeah. was a, a, a prospect. He's yes. no longer a prospect. Um, and because of that omission is our next team. Gave them a D minus. Their uh, top prospect is Anthony Alford. He's a light hitting center fielder from Toronto, Toronto. right? He's got some Correct. wheels, but, you know, he's a spray yep. hitter. He um, fell into the top 30s of hitters again this is without pitchers so there's 30 some guys better than him right and he is his top prospect um he's got uh cisco chance cisco he does break the top 50 and at that position of course that's valuable and he's got a couple other guys again as i mentioned he um not qualifying as prospects and hurting his grade bregman devers greg bird and mazara are both very young still as well so like i said he's got some young guys that are already up there and working for him but not a whole lot left in the uh, in the trunk there. Next up, we have, again, another team that, that was pretty loaded. But again, a few of the guys have moved up. The Dreamers. Ooh. The Dreamers The Dreamers have Otani. In this league, Otani does not have much value, in my opinion. Right. Mm, um, that'll be interesting. You know, he's ranked number one in many of the list as a pitcher. But he's got the slash. In our league, the way we play it, it's not there. It would be his bat. Since we do the pitching staffs, unless he has the Angels oh, staff, yeah. and even then, it's just kind of what the Angels do. So that's an interesting thing. It was an interesting pick when he picked Otana. I think he picked Otani. I thought they picked him up in the draft last year. No, he picked him up off the waiver wire. He did pick him off the wire, yeah. yep. Yeah. Yep. Now they picked him off of the waiver wire. Now I'm sure because uh, Eldon and I had a conversation about it because when he, when he picked him up off the waiver wire, we happened to chat a couple maybe that day or shortly thereafter. And I was like, you know what? I was looking at that guy. He seems so interesting. And, and he was like, you know what? We just thought we'd take a flyer on him. Mm, okay. You know, it's funny, again, just the way we play. And as you mentioned, we do pitching staff so that, first of all, unless he drafts the Angels staff, somebody else is going to get the benefit of Otani in that aspect. Um, it's a different player. The right. Angels staff is a player from Otani. In our league, the, his best case scenario is the guy doesn't do well pitching. He sucks pitching. And he's <laughs> to just fucking make a batter that he has value. They got Kyle Tucker. So that guy's pretty strong. That's one, two, three. Next up is Bad Street. Mm, Bad Street received a C minus. 
They have two guys in the top 40, Miguel Andujar and uh, Kyle Lewis. <clears throat> they do have Mountcastle, Ryan Mountcastle from Baltimore, so he's got a little value. He's got Frazier, who just, you know, has moved out of the prospect list. Again, guy's got, you know, one, two, three, four guys in his minors. That's another thing is some of, you know, the Dreamers only have five players in their minors. So there is a little bit of meat out on the bones this year. Um, Ronan has three, but there's going to be uh, there's going to be a lot of people picking. Um, next up, this was an interesting one. This was a tough one to judge. I ended up giving him just a flat C because that was the easiest thing for me to do. He has some guys that, that you've heard their name, but they aren't on the lists. And then he has the number one fucking prospect in the world, lethal injection. Ooh. Somehow that guy, again, the finder of pool holes has ended up with Ronald Acuna <sighs> and I couldn't find that guy number two on any list as far as batters go um number one across the board no right. question about it yeah uh, he's the guy to have so he does have austin riley as well uh, another brave top 30 guy and uh and then alex jackson mm-hmm. uh, another brave <laughs> lordis Gurriel. he's got a few guys like i said that that you've heard their names but for whatever reason they're not in the top 100 at the moment so he's got you know one guy and then a bunch of perhaps but that one guy's a fucking stud what's your thought on akuna well, everything that I've read on Acuna, everything that, you know, the video that I've seen, I'm with you. I've not seen anybody rank him below number one. This guy, from a prospect perspective, is in the, like, again, from a prospect perspective, the Ken Griffey Jr. level. Like, he's just so... Yeah. That he's going to, he's got power, he's got speed, he can play defense, he is, you know, the entire bag of chips. If you have Ronald Acuna and nobody else, you still have a better farm system than the other teams you talked about. So I completely agree. I weigh prospects. I also consider what organizations they play for. Right. I, right. You know, Smart. you see organizations that you think know how to handle prospects and their, um, you know, their uh, rating of them or mm-hmm. is going to, is going to bode well. And so the Braves, you sure. know, I think of Andrew Jones, Chipper Jones, Chipper. and young guys coming up and playing well. To me, as a prospect, that bodes well for him that he's in the Braves system. He seems more legit based on that system. But um, but no, all seriously, though, you know, you, I look at team, uh, organizations and think, well, they're going to fuck that up with that prospect. Or they're going to rush him or they're going to delay him. Or they're not going to they're going to make him sit on the bench in the majors. But some organizations just seem to get it right. All right, so moving on, the top five. Actually, <laughs> this team moved up two spots today from Ooh. a C minus to a C plus. Oh boy. Now housing three of the top 40 prospect hitters. Reared Metal. The, um, the trade today, they picked up uh, Jesus Sanchez, who was a top 40 guy. Yes. Uh, picked up uh, old Lazarito mm-hmm. as well. So the uh, Cuban Bryce Harper, <laughs> baby, <laughs> passed around. That's to go along with Juan Soto, guys, uh, top 25. Oh. And uh, and then, of course, um, another guy that's that's been mistreated, Franklin Barreto, top 30. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, I think Greg calls him Burrito. Don't you call him Burrito? Uh, Greg? I've heard uh, several uh, of us say Burrito or Burrito. <laughs> well, he's been eating up and spit out by just about every team on the, in our league. I know fantasy is completely we're a derivative of reality, right? But Lazarito's been traded. <laughs> he's won three different teams, and Burrito or Burrito has been on five different teams already. How do we value these prospects? I can't figure this market out. Well, it's just there are some players who just get. You know, uh, bumped around from team to team, right? It started with Charles Johnson, right? 
But I mean, good yeah. players that just you don't. I mean, Cespedes, you know, he's had some but, good years, but people don't seem to want him on their team or they don't value him. Yeah, but that, yeah, <laughs> that's always been the case. It's ju- just these last, like I said, I think we've just gotten deep enough and 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 spoiled enough on on the Bellingers of the world that we've just started disrespecting these kids too quickly. And I think it's been a swing. And like I said, it's just the last couple of years, so I don't think we've seen the full effect of it. I think it's going to be over these next couple of years as these guys that we're just fucking po- tossing around like fucking ragdolls become <laughs> studs that we're going to be like god damn yeah, they, they turn 24 25 26 and they start really playing you know? exactly yep you know it's interesting though when i'm looking at what's happening right now in major league baseball in this stupid contract that the union agreed to and the way major league baseball is actually valuing the younger players and devaluing the older players i hate to say it but i actually think that the juiceless baseball league was ahead of the curve on this. I mean, ah, screw Steve Phillips and his freaking thievery. The reality is, is that we were valuing prospects differently. I think even before major league, the the major leagues were, you know, I mean, on a surface level. Congratulations, we, Joe. That's good. We, yeah, good trade. Yeah, absolutely. He does have Cody Bellinger. Oh yeah, no, no, no I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I just skipped over Bellinger, Hoskins, Hap. Fucking Mookie Betts is only 24. Albaez, yeah, he's got a lot of fucking 23, 24 year old. Machado, Korea. So again, C plus, but with an asterisk, just because these, you know, you drop a few of those guys back into this list, and he's dominate. Jolly. Um, so the next four uh, were a little tougher. These two kind of close. And again, now we're, we're, we're not only getting into to guys that have a little bit more as far as numbers go, but also substance as far as talent goes. So number four, St. Locash. He's been talking about these guys for quite some time. It seems like they're getting closer and closer. So gave him a B minus. He's got 10 players that qualify as prospects on top of Mancata and Alfaro. Royce Lewis is his top guy. He's a um, pretty much top 15 batter, uh, shortstop. Mm-hmm. Got Austin Meadows, who has been regressing, I guess, a little. He's been higher on this list in the past. He's going to be a bust. <laughs> Jake Bowers, uh, Michael Chavis, as much mm-hmm. as Tim doesn't want to admit, top 40. Uh, and then he's got a couple other guys that, you know, poke on the list here, but not here. Paven Smith. Uh, that first baseman we talked about. Oh, my God. I think we have some great inflation going on here, just so everybody's Haven Smith, Smith and Chavis. Haven <laughs> Smith on. is number Ooh, 43rd highest batter, according to Major League Baseball's top 100 prospects. Chavis is 36. Top batter? Batter. Of batters, yes. There's 40, 42 batters that are prospects that are better than Paven Smith, according to MLB. Uh, the other list didn't even have them. <laughs> I've been, as I've been hearing your rankings, Jack, and I think they're good. You know, are they ranking actual real life baseball considerations or fantasy? Because, it is real you know, life baseball. Yeah, those spray hitters who have high on base percentages, they're gonna, they're gonna, some real team's gonna appreciate having them, but then maybe More not so, on the fantasy. Correct. There's some guys on here, correct, that are better baseball players. I try to take that into consideration, you know, as far as my list goes. But yes, that's the case. So. Okay. So again, yeah, the guys of, that are in the top 100 would be Lewis, Meadows, Bowers, Chavis, and Nick Gordon. And Chavis is in the top 100 on every fucking list. Sorry. 
I don't see him in the top 100 on baseball prospectus. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm just kind of scanning through it right now. I don't have prospectus. It's not one of the ones I use. So there you go. Is, is their comprehensive list come out? Uh, it is out. It is out now. And I don't know. Like I said, I don't know the true numbers because I did them as a best. So, so for instance, Baseball America has Chavis at 46. So that probably puts him in the 70s, 80s. You know what I mean? As far as the actual top. Yeah. Uh, he's the 46 batter. Well, we'll see, man. I'm, I mean, I'm always wrong, but so, always wrong. um, so, th- so again, uh, you know, that's yeah. By all means, um, B minus top four. Again, it got close when we got to this point. Uh, next up, this one shook the shit out of me. Honestly, I did not. This was probably the biggest surprise. Oh wait, hold on one <laughs> second, Jack. So you took out you took out pitching prospects. So if he was like 120, but you took the pitching prospects out, he'd be yeah. in the top 100. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. I thought I said, right. yeah, I got it. That clear. So, right. You so did, that's why yeah. I, you, you did. I, you did. I haven't I'm... given anyone a ranking better than 50, but that means they're in the top. I only did the top 50 batters per se. You know what it means? But in order to be in the top 50, you're in the top hundred as, as far as players. It's, it's not you, Jack. It's Tim's personal grudges again. Anyway, I'm talking for me. I'm explaining you. All right, so wait, he hey, Swag was saying yeah. he was yeah, surprised as, as on I this next been, one, so I was surprised on that yeah, he, one. He was, he was about to have a we'll big see. unveil, so, but, and he was like, wait, 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 wait. He was, he was. I just, I, I just <laughs> want to make sure. The young kid. Right? He did all this work, and here I am just shitting all over it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Anyway. Go ahead. I'm fucking cranky as hell. Chavis will be the new Bellinger. He will be. He'll fucking tear it up, Chris, with Paven Smith. Well, Austin Meadows, that's a bust alert if ever I've seen one, though. I would not have faith in, yeah. It's, like I said, he's definitely sliding yeah. back. It's like Glass now. Wasn't he in the top five at one point a couple years ago? Yeah, absolutely. He's going to be terrible. So, as I mentioned earlier, I was um, somewhat surprised to see the, the um, yeah, Ronan, I knew that he had, had pretty much exhausted his minors, but the Dreamers and Omission, I was kind of surprised to see him so low. Um, this is a guy that I was surprised to see so high. He doesn't have a lot of prospects. Got seven guys total. Of those seven, five are in the top 25, which surprised me. This is the Funkin' Punks. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. So he's got um, Fernando Tatis, top 10. He's got the, the best prospect catcher, the only one of real substance. Yes. He's got the guy, which is Francisco Mejia. And then I'll be perfectly honest with you. I had no idea who the fuck Alex Verdugo was till I started doing this. So yeah, I traded him. So Verdugo, yep. Jones, Florial, Adele all came from, and McMahon all came from me. For what? Oh, this was like three different deals last year. I think <laughs> I was chasing a fucking pitching staff. If I knew though, I could just trade a couple of shitty fucking college players and third baseman and get a good fucking pitching staff. But no, I had to trade these fucking guys to get a shitty pitching staff. So I don't know. I don't know how that worked. I'm not trading with fucking LJ anymore either. <laughs> well, then maybe, maybe LJ doesn't know how good his minors is, but Verdugo is a top 20, the outfielder for the Dodgers. Uh, McMahon, top 25. Adele, top 25. Yeah. Uh, Floral, just outside the top 25. And uh, Jones... Just broke the uh, the top fifty. Also has uh, Profar. Yeah, he's got Dom Smith yeah. now hitting the balls up there, and then uh, uh, Trey Mancini, uh, also a young guy that's uh, already made his way up. So, yeah. so a B for uh, for the punks. 
All right. So we're down to the top two. Greg has number two. Wow. Wow. He also has the number two prospect overall, too. Is that correct? Vladimir Guerrero. The only guy that's behind Acuna as far as prospects go. Uh, yeah. I have number three. Eloy Jimenez. Greg has number four. Gilbert Torres. Now, this is where it starts leaning towards Greg. Because Greg has number five. Yep. Nick Sensel. Again, this is my rankings. You may or may not agree. So at this point, Greg's got a little bit of a lead. But I have number six, Victor Robles. Oh, my God. Did you get him for a pack of chiclets, too? Like, what the fuck? That trade was fucking disgusting. Followed by number seven, Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette, number seven. You almost said Boba Fett. You almost said Boba Fett there. I would pick up Boba Fett if you guys would let me. I would keep a, a spot open for us. So number seven, um, eight and nine uh, were actually in another squad. And, and Greg's next best guy is, is 15. Before that, I have Brendan Rogers at 10, Lewis Brinson at 12, and J.B. Crawford at 13. So that's where I take the lead. Again, two very strong minor league systems, Lewis Robert. Also in the top 25 for me. Wow. Um, after Sensel, we got uh, Willie yep. Adames, Scott Kingery, and Willie Calhoun all within or just outside of well, uh, Calhoun, just outside the top 20. Um, so I at that point, again, within the, yeah, go ahead. I, I think what, I mean, all due respect, some of the players, we both have really good young players there. I sure. think some of my, I have some players who aren't on the radar of some of these lists because of their age, like Bryce Turang. Right. And that's correct. That, that's what I had mentioned before. That, yeah. That Seth there Beer. Are, some of these guys are, aren't on there because they exactly. shouldn't be like Tim, but then some of these guys, right. I, I just don't know who the fuck who? they are. Bryce Turang. I bet you he's in the top three of this year's <laughs> amateur draft in the real majors. Well, he's a shortstop in Southern California. You also got David Dahl who, again, yeah, you know, just to, to throw in. And then Nick Williams has, has made his way up. Uh, again, a solid bat. Mm -hmm. um, I got Eddie Martinez. My guys that, that I think are, are you know, valued up uh, within that group but but don't yet uh, have that mark also. Austin Beck, another young guy, came out of high school last year. Uh, and Jalen Ortiz, who is a um, uh, a young guy for the uh, Phillies that, that still hasn't made their lists yet. But. I, I think Hebrew. I think my catching prospect for the Dodgers yes. too is going to be a, you got two a, a catchers, fast riser this year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That that was um that was a tough thing to had one of those catchers broken into the top twenty. I probably would have given it to you honestly. They were just outside. Ruiz was the next guy um, after Calhoun on your squad, uh, and then Carson Kelly um, just a couple of spots down. So all of them within the top thirty-five hitters in all of the prospects. So like Kelly, I said, yeah. Kelly's value goes down because of that contract extension, uh, you know, that that uh, what's his name in St. Louis just signed. So, I mean, I, I was hoping that Molina would move on, but and Kelly would get a chance to play. But, you know, Kelly's, I think, devalued now because of that. He's still got time. It's not Molina's not old, no, by, yeah. not young by any means. And then you still you also have I'm still not done. Uh, Helia Ramos and um, Tyler O'Neill, both also within the top 50. Um, prospect batter. So the only two guys you don't have 
that are in the top 50 are the two guys that you mentioned and, and probably for good reason. So Bryce Terang, Seth Beer. Beer, yep. Like I said, between me and Greg, the reason I gave it to me is, again, I had a couple of guys a little higher up, and, and my guys are, are closer. That That's it. Uh, yeah, yeah Leody Tavares is so young, and he didn't have a great year. But it just seemed like, you know, when you look at uh, Jack's minor leagues, and maybe I just know them better because Eloy Jimenez could be good this year. He could be kind of Bellinger-like. Luis Robert won't be. The rest of my top eight has a right. probable chance of, of playing in the majors this year, yeah. Um, Bo Bichette, like there's been nothing but just glowing praise that, since you picked him up last year. And then, um, Victor Robles. I mean, I, I'm not like, I, he's an interesting case. He's a guy that, that, um, he is, he's a better ball player than he is a fantasy player. That doesn't make him a bad fantasy player, but his value here is probably a little bit higher than it is in fantasy. But, um, you know, again, if you're the, fourth best then maybe yeah maybe seven or eight you know what i mean i think that the two of you have done a phenomenal job um it's not just us saying this any prospect list we take a look at we can run it down this way so i know that there's a lot of variability with prospecting however if you miss on three of them you still hit on two of them or more super super impressive and when i get my stroke of bad luck this year and you guys are running high i'll probably try to grab some of those back well yeah, that, that, that's part of the fun i mean if 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 i'm not going to be competitive and that's an if but, but if i'm not going to be competitive is just seeing which prospects pan out and kind of um you know aligning my own personal depth chart so if if vlad stays at third and i have senzel do i you know assess which one is, is going to be better and then make a mega deal for somebody else who's going to help my my team that's that's part of the fun you know that I have a lot of middle infielders, frankly. I have Torres and Ahmed Rosario, Rufnod Odor. I have a lot of middle infielders. And so you hope that you're, you're stockpiling commodities so you can flip them. Yeah, I'll that's something I didn't in. take into consideration. I did not take positions at all. And in fact, it's funny you mentioned that. Well, one time real quick through my minor league system again, outfield, outfield, shortstop, shortstop, outfield, shortstop, outfield, outfield, shortstop, <laughs> outfield, outfield, outfield. So while I do have the best players, I could not field, field a team as is, and I need some help on the corners and the backstop and so on and so forth. So yeah, that, you know, I, um, I've already started. I can't do it. I, uh, I pulled a Josh McDaniels. I just can't do it. I got, <laughs> I've, uh, <laughs> I've already traded two prospects. I love you too. Fucking oh, Buster hey. Posey today for Christ's well, sake. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to add four. I'm going to add four more prospects. Uh, you know, come the draft, you know, we do need to be able to, to field an actual team. So again, as long as we're doing that, if it got to the point where we started loading up our bench with guys that can't help us in the game at one point, that was a rule. I could see the possibility of a, as a league discussing if it got out of hand if right now as is yes your team my team whatever is not favored to win and everyone gets to play them and so on and so forth but if weeders goes down and you don't have a backup catcher oh yeah i'm not gonna put keybert ruiz who's playing right. at uh you know playing in tacoma on right but just major keep in mind you know keep in mind that you can't do it on the fly so you 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 can't pick up a catcher and start him you have no, to have I, had him already no, I, I and again, I, 
I have but no backup I, I, catcher, so I'm even not picking someone, on you. I'm, I'm just using an example. I'm, I am the person I'm talking about at the moment. No, I have no, just no. Buster I, fucking I, I, for, for many years, I, I only had one catcher on my roster. I had po- when I had Posey, I only kept one catcher on my roster. You know, I, I just rolled the dice because I wanted to have other positional flexibility. And I thought to myself, you know, even if Posey goes down on a Thursday and I put in some fucking loser backup catcher, he's going to give me 2.2 points anyway. But I'd rather take the chance of having, you know, uh, positional flexibility somewhere else. And that's legitimate. Um, again, the, the, the state of your team probably would come into play more so. And that's where I don't like rules. I like for everyone to be in the same mindset, which I know is impossible, but that's what I like. Well, I'm saying if you're a winning team, if you're eight and O and you're kicking people's ass and you choose not to run with a backup catcher, well, that's your fucking prerogative. And that's kind of a different mindset towards it. Whereas if you're so 0 and you can, 8 and everyone's so you can manage your, your ass, team the way you want to manage it as long as you as long as it's successful for you. Yeah, that was the whole argument last year. Just just so you know, that was huh. that was the whole point, right? So yes, so you yes, can be a maverick yes. as long as you're good at it. That's yeah. the rule. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You mean by good at it? I, I... <laughs> you, you you can. Uh, a shoe con- convention as long as you're successful. Well, because at that point, there's true risk associated with the fact that you're running that way. So therefore, your intention can be assumed to be that you're running risky. But if you know you're not going to win and you're just going to do that. Try to, I'm going to try to win every game this year, but I'm also trying to build a team for the future. <laughs> Christ almighty. Okay, we're going we're gonna to take a break here. I think we need to refill our drinks. People are getting a little testy. I like it. And we now have uh, a frequent guest to Atlas Bacht, our pseudo scout. Justin, welcome to Atlas Bacht. Hey, thanks for having me back on, guys. We love having you on. And of course, we had to have you on our prospect special. We just found out Jack's preseason grades on the minor leagues. And so it'd be great if we'd have, uh, we can have Jack just run through those grades real quick and have you kind of react to those grades as we go through. Maybe you agree with everything he said, and we can just kind of get into some teams that are really interesting for you from a prospect perspective. Um, Or maybe you might disagree a little bit. So, Jack, do you want to share your grades? We can just run really quickly through the grades, who the team is and what their grade is. The La Reboot, which is French, by the way, Justin. Uh, They got an A. Blondie got an A-. minus. Good work, Justin, by the way. (laughs) At least something on that fucking... Scott Kingery. So that, that's who I'll Justin stop. recommended to me last year. Just, uh, Scott Kingery. That's the guy. That's, one that's, guy. Uh, yeah, uh, pretty good. good. <laughs> the guy made a huge fucking jump. 
Yeah. He did. Um, yeah. All right. So I got uh, the Funkin' Punks. I gave a B. Not a whole lot there, but but of the guys that are there, they're all of value. Low Cash, B minus. Uh, Reared in Metal, C plus. Lethal Injection, a C. Bad Street, C minus. Dreamers, a D plus. I gave Omission a D and Ronin an F. He wanted to give Ronan a D, but he had to give him an F. We t- <laughs> take it. <laughs> I uh, taking into consideration, I used a couple of different sources, you know, t- taking into consideration not only the number of prospects they have, but then obviously the value of each of the prospects mm-hmm. that they have. So, yeah, I would I would agree with 47 Ronin, <laughs> their farm system. It isn't all that. However, you know, I mean, since we're not talking about uh, the major leaguers, that's the only knock. They're a damn juggernaut. I agree. They're damn, <laughs> damn good. And okay. they're going to be that way for a long time. So they'll take enough on the minors, and I'm sure that they do not care. They are a He's mullet. a megalomaniac, so he cares about everything. So <laughs> even though he is a juggernaut, the fact that he's bottom of the list is still eating away at him, I could tell. <laughs> he cares. They're, they're a mullet. Business in the front and party in the back. He, he's, uh, <laughs> Tim's going to draft Steel McCutcheon this year in the first round. He's an infant. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as Bad Street goes, the middle infield guys, uh, San Diaz and Ryan Mountcastle, they're in some pretty solid spots right now. Diaz going to Miami. He's got more of a clear path to play. I like him as a solid little power speed guy. Um, I don't know what the hit tool is going to be, but even if he's like a 250 guy going 15-15, maybe even a little bit more pop than that, Kyle Lewis... Sadly, he had a devastating knee injury. Gosh, I want to say it was like his third professional game, and he ended up leaving the fall league. But from what I understand, that kid's talent level is is legit. I agree that his talent level is legit. And apparently what was really devastating was the fact that Chris didn't see that talent and gave the Red Sox to Jack for a couple of jokers instead of Kyle Lewis. (laughs) That's what I see in Kyle Lewis. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see. As a whole, though, I mean, that needs a big what if. I, I would agree. I'd put them towards the bottom. As far as the Dreamers go. They, I had them one spot below, I believe. Right when I saw Otani was on that team, I would have flipped him so fast. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, we don't do individual him. pitchers, so that his only value in our league is is as a batter. And- Kyle Tucker, though, I think he's one of the launch angle guys. To me, the sabermetric stat of 2017, everybody was talking about launch yep. angles. Kyle Tucker increased his last season as well, and that's when you saw the huge power spike. Man, Kyle Tucker might end up being pretty dang good. However, as a whole, he's, he's what that team has. I don't really know what to say about Urseg or J.D. Davis. That's kind of what we came. We had Tucker as a, a top 10, and and other than that, not a lot there. How, how many Fall League games did you go to this year? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, so you've seen a lot of these players live and in person. Cool. I saw Kyle Tucker play probably like seven times. He He looks like a major leaguer. That kid... Oh, man, he's got like that it factor. Like right when he comes up to the play, you're like, oh, man, this kid, he's going to be good. He he can hit beautiful swing. I mean, he's got like that. He's got that prototypical, beautiful left handed swing makes it look easy and shoot. Now, if he's hitting over 20 bombs and he, he's in that lineup, is he yeah. handsome? 
I, <laughs> Does he have high HQ? That's the question. I love it. Yeah, Justin, I, um, I am responsible for <laughs> for a huge fire sale this year. I've um, I've taken what was a, a playoff team and, and dismantled it and, and tried to build up my uh, my miners. Hopefully, you'll agree. Charlie Black was the last guy I, I traded, and the Dreamers came close to getting him with Kyle Tucker being a, a, an the integral part. So I, I get a lot of respect for that guy. I agree. I hear yeah. a lot of Hunter Pence comparisons for Kyle Tucker. I was reading a lot of Christian Yelich, but I think with this recent power output, it might actually be a little bit more. But Yelich and um, Pence, I mean, they're still pushing like 2020 guys with solid batting average. So yep. kind of the same thing. While you're jumping from team to team, Omission was the other team who was towards the bottom. Um, kind of a unique situation because they have quite a few guys in their lineup that would have been on this list high last year. Devers and, and Bregman, mm-hmm. uh, Judge, Mazzara, Bird, yeah. Judge, right. So their their team is young and badass, but they're the yes. guys that qualify as minors. I, I did not give a, a great grade. Yeah, you're right. Fantastic collection of uh, recent grads. Bregman, Judge, Benintendi. <laughs> You know, Devers oh. and shoot Mazzara. I mean, that dude's only like 22 years old. He, I mean, as far as that age goes, I mean, he's like the standard age of a lot of uh, guys just making their debut. But I'll agree that strictly minors, I don't know. We'll see what happens with Corey Ray. You know, I actually like Chance Cisco. He's going to be a solid little uh, little catcher. I could see him being a top 12 catcher. Yep, I agree. I, I, I got him even probably higher than that as far as catcher prospects go right now. And and he made the top 50 batters, um, Alford also, um, you know, top 35 or so that guy has some value, but outside of that, it was hard to find much. He has a great name. How do you, do you think Devers is going to really be (laughs) a stud? Yeah. Oh, fuck. He's going to be, yeah. I'm, I'm never tra- I traded him Devers, Bregman, <laughs> fucking Mazzara, and Benintendi. He's done. He is dead. Judge? A judge. Fucking thank you. Judge. What was that noise? Was that a sound effect? I'm fucking, I'm going full Chris. That's it. You're done, Scotty. What did you get in return? I, it doesn't matter. A headache. At this point. Five, 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 five and 12. Uh, a fucking a losing a team that didn't make the playoffs is what I got. That's what I got. A fucking loser. God, every time I look at Scotty's team, I love that guy, but God damn it. He just trading with him sucks. You know, I tell you what, I read a lot about Aaron judge in the minors. Like I thought he was going to yep. be like, um, actually like best case scenario, Joey Gallo, where it was going to be Mendoza line average and 30 home runs. Holy so it still might be. It still might be that. I don't know, man. The way Judge was making adjustments after his big slump. Oh, Jesus Christ. When it, when he when he made those adjustments, I was like, oh, shit. This kid, he might actually be pretty damn good. And I was reading stuff about his swing plane through the zone. Like, this guy, despite his height, he might be an outlier as far as that goes. Isn't swing plane just the euphemism that we used to use that he had a great winter working out. Like, isn't that just to say <laughs> he's fucking juicing? Yeah. In line with the, uh, I'm in the best shape of my life. Yes! Kinda. You remember that, right? And so we would be scouring spring training reports. Who's, who's, who's in shape, who had a, the best training of their life. This is now we're going to be looking for 
who who has adjusted their swing plane? I don't know, dude. I, mean, I, I like the visual of Justin reading uh, on swing planes through the zone, like you know, <laughs> the magazines that he's picking up that have articles about swing planes through zones. It got him onto this podcast, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, this is when I made it in life. Yeah, yeah. you made it. it. I'm sorry, Justin. The next yeah. two. <laughs> The next two teams that were kind of grouped together a little bit were Reardon Metal and Lethal Injection. Again, Reardon, one of those teams like Omission that you know has a lot of young guys in the lineup. Man, I tell you what, I would rank Reardon Metal a little bit higher. Oh. You said a C minus. Uh, I gave the Reardon a C plus. I'll, I'll go along with that. You know what? After this season, they have a chance to get pushed up to B minus territory. I love me some Franklin Barreto. Well, if you get in our league, you could probably get him. <laughs> he gets traded frequently. Yeah, so you know what? I would gladly take him. Juan Soto was a guy that, uh, man, I mean, that kid, look at those batting averages. I know. Holy crap. It's a good thing his owner doesn't know anything about how good these guys are. That He just likes to listen to us for our expert opinions. It's so good uh, that he has no idea who Lazarito is. I just traded him Jesus Sanchez and Lazarito, so if you could talk those guys up a little bit, I'd appreciate that. <laughs> Jose Sanchez or Jesus Sanchez, from what I understand, I getting mean, their name right would be a good start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. So Jesus Sanchez, from what I understand, he's kind of in the same group as like Leody Tavares, Toolsy guy lazarito he's got quite a ways to go i mean shit he's what 17 just played in rookie league i mean i read like a bo jackson comparison yeah. with that kid's athleticism mm. we'll see i did see um diaz play in the fall league I mean, he's going to be a nice little ball player you know i mentioned bretto so if all of these guys have like a really solid 2000 18 that collection could jump but now where do you discount things because a lot of them are outfielders i look at everybody's farm systems i see a lot of stud young outfielders do you put a discount on that you brought that up we did not we we i actually pointed out we did not take that into um into consideration for this anyway we just went by you know straight um talent you mentioned another c team who is that uh lethal injection uh well i mean they got a kuna yeah. <laughs> that kid, athletic as fuck. I mean, I watched him play a lot in the fall league. I don't think he's the six foot that he's listed at. I bet you he's like 5'10, 5'11. But watching that kid play, he can dunk a basketball. He is so freaking athletic. See, I, I love Justin's insights that, you know, frankly, none of us can offer. Like, having seen these guys, you know, Justin's <laughs> looking at their height. And like, you know, and kind of, kind of calculating in his mind, like, nope, he's not the height that he's listed, but I bet he could dunk a basketball. Like, I, 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 I just don't watch the game at that level. That's that's what's amazing about you, Justin. This kid seems like he's at Ken Griffey status from a prospect's perspective. I might splash some cold water on that because if you look at what he did um, over this past season, all right, look, I'm not taking away what he he did as far as jumping three minor league levels and getting better every time he got promoted. Right. However, I would think that it's going to be right for Atlanta to keep him in the minors for maybe a little bit longer than what people want him to be. The reason is because I want to see the kid fail in the minors yeah. and see how he can make adjustments. Yeah, He hit the cover off the ball right away, right when he got in there. He didn't give the league time to adjust to him. Mm-hmm. He hit the cover off the ball. 
And then Atlanta moved him up before he had a chance to fail. And so all the kid knows is success. Let me see him go through a bad slump, like what Aaron Judge went through um, after the All-Star break. And let me see this kid, like, get himself out of the hole. That's not really that harsh of a praise. He's just been so good that we don't know how he'll handle failure. Right. But when he, but if he does, then he's number one. Man, I tell you what. Yeah, he's pretty damn good. Um, the next two in the group would be um, St. Locash and the Funkin' Punk. St. Locash. There's a couple of guys I'm really interested in your take on this team. <laughs> okay. Do uh, do any of you four own St. Locash? No. No, but... but one of us is related to the person that does. And one of them, one of us is related in the sense that we got and screwed. There's in a, a lot of vested interest in your... <laughs> and, and we're all related yes. in the fact that we're in the same league. Be honest. <laughs> okay. As I'm going through this, Reese McGuire, I don't like. Paven Smith, I don't like for fantasy purposes. I don't think that guy's going to hit for power. Me either. Forrest Wall, I think he's going to... I think he's going to be utility. Royce Lewis, he's got a long ways to go, but he's in rookie league. Chavis, I watched that dude play in the fall league. That power is real. Is it? <laughs> Nick, I, Let's talk about Chavis a little more. What, like, how real is that power? Justin, Tim, Tim, Tim has a personal grudge against Chavis because he cast him aside and so he wants nothing more than for this kid, this well, real human being, to fail miserably. It's deeper than that. There was a trade. Tim was trying to trade with Chris, and Tim was offering what he thought was a very fair deal, but Tim had burned Chris in the past, Bryce Harper. <laughs> so while that was going on, I ended up giving Chris Chavis and Paven Smith for the staff that Tim was going after. So Tim immediately started talking shit about both of those guys and what bitches they were. So Paven Smith, he has confirmed, is not a high talent. But it does seem that Justin seems to have a bit more respect for Shavis. Than well, well let's just let's just ask this. He's got power. He does have power. I would agree. He actually think he had a game-winning home run in the Arizona Fall League that Chris made sure I knew via text. But <laughs> Chavis or Lewis from a prospect? I would take Lewis. Yeah, me too. I have Lewis top 15. Lewis is his best prospect, in my opinion. Okay. Then Meadows, then Bowers, then Jim. Meadows is going to be a bust. So what, what this means is that Jack is actually a more gifted trader than I am. And Joe, trading is the process wherein you give players to someone to get players back. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Just, I just explaining. figured that, you know, from our expert so, perspective. So can anyone participate in that? Or, or no, you, you have, have to be in the league. Permission? You have to you be know, in the league. Do you have to and ask the commissioner if it's okay first? Joe has traded know. more in the past three days than any of us. I know, but he knows nothing. He just likes to listen to our expert opinion. So, yes, Michael Lewis yeah. fucking kicks Shavis' ass. Got it. Okay, next. I actually don't like that St. Low cash. I, I rank them the lowest as far as everything goes. I had one, two, three, four, five. I, I had five of his guys really kind of outside the rankings with Smith and, and Rutherford flirting with it. But Chavis, Bowers, Meadows, and, and Lewis. Bowers? Bowers I have as a top 35. Oh, okay, Jake, Jake Bowers. Bowers. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the guy from 24. I, I wanted to ask you about, so there, there is a guy, the Wander Samuel Franco guy. He has seven brothers. Three other brothers are on other baseball teams, and they're all named Wander. 
do you know anything about him? Because what I've read and the little stuff I can find that this guy is legitimate from a hit tool, from a power, and from a speed perspective. And Chris uh, has been successful on teenagers more than any. Like that guy's, <laughs> right, you know, right. he is the finder of Harper. He does. So what, Ronco, let's see. Actually, let me look something up on him. And, and uh, while you're looking that up, I just want to verify that you're saying that all of those guys are worse than the three pieces of shit that Tim has in his minor league system right now. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Wander Franco, the, the guy with Houston, that one? Uh, short no, stop. Tampa yeah, Bay. Tampa. So that's, okay. yeah, that's one of his brothers, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, it's, well, it's, yeah, it's like the weird, like, George Foreman. like, I wouldn't have noticed it until Chris said, no, no, it's not that Wander Franco. It's this Wander Franco. And I, like, I had to go through, I was like, what is this story? Like, this is fascinating. Yeah, I, uh, honestly, I don't know a whole lot about the kid. Um, I just feel like there's something missing on that team. There's like too many things that really need to click. I don't know. I don't know what to think about Meadows. Damn. Like when I saw him at the fall league, I thought it was looking at the next Will Myers. Wow. Like what Will Myers is doing now. I'm like, that's what Austin Meadows is going to be doing. Like he, he was really, really good. That might be the first team that we disagree about as far as where you rank their prospects. I would mark right. these guys lower. He had he had an incentive to inflate that ranking anyway. So, well, that that's my brother's <laughs> team. Um, okay. Greg was getting inflated when he said Austin Meadows would be good. All right, so this one's interesting. The Funkin' Punks would be um, next. I gave them a, a straight D. This is this is classic LJ, right? We I never pay attention to his team, yeah. but yet LJ is who Joe pretends to be. Right. <laughs> well, well done, Jack. Yeah, this team's pretty solid. Um, I love Francisco Mejia. I think he's going to be amazing. And then yeah. Fernando Tatis. Um, all right, this is me really, really nerding out. I'm almost embarrassed to be talking. <laughs> Justin God, made was... Justin made a plaster mold of his hand because they're so. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I make a plaster then, mold of your hands? Mr. I tested his sweat. <laughs> yeah. The uh, alkali levels are off the charts. <laughs> I was yeah, reading this article about alkali levels in the what Arizona Fall League and so <laughs> I saw him at um it was a uh, extended spring training and um oh man that guy's really really projectable. He's going to be tall for a shortstop. He's super skinny right now, so he's got a lot of room to fill out. Me too. He was just yanking stuff like moonshots to uh, left center. He, like he's got a chance to be really, really good. I like uh, Joe Adele too. Um, oh man, I read something that compared him to potentially being um, what Matt Kemp was in his. Oh, yeah. Oh damn it. He's pretty athletic, and I actually like um, the uh, the other guy yep. that, yeah, Jemai Jones. Um, mm-hmm. He could end up being pretty solid, too. We'll see what kind of power he develops. Verdugo, that kid can rake. Um, Esteban Florial, very toolsy kid. I watched him in the Fall League, too. We'll, we'll see, but he's he's got the ceiling, and shit, it's the Yankees. It's a hell of a lineup, and they're developing really, really good talent, too. They're interesting. I like them. I have to share my misery with you and all of Blocker Nation. So I traded Jordan Adele, 
Estevan Floreal, and Ryan McMahon on July 17th, 2017 for... Oh, you remember the date. Austin. Okay. And I'm looking at the transactions page. Austin Hedges. (laughs) My God. The catcher for San Diego. Yes. So all those glowing remarks about those players... That sucks. That's what I did. That, yeah, exactly. Thank you. The truth is, I have to start there. I have to start there. I was treating prospects like total bitches. And yes, yes, you like LJ's team. Fuck. You know what, dude? Okay, I actually treat the treat prospects the same way, man. We look at prospects like Greg looks at girlfriends. Okay. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. No, there, no, this there, is the year. This is the year I settle down. I settle down. He's making a commitment. Yes, I am. You know, we're going over all of these prospects and to relive this thing in 2020, you know, and we're going to be laughing at how did you not talk about uh, Florio higher? I mean, that guy's the next, you know, this, that, or another. All these can't miss guys just flopping. I mean, and vice versa. I don't know. It's yeah, just, exactly. just how yep. it works. So yep. it's all speculative, but. But in the meantime. Fun. Let's pretend. But in the meantime, <laughs> we have two teams left, and I'd like so you Justin, to look at both of them and compare. Yeah, Jack. Jack oh, you may a, have a, a Jack had interest had a, in one of them. <laughs> no, no. Jack had a, a definitive one and two. Not definitive. It's, well, yeah, you did. You said this one's one and this one's two. Because so I was told to. I well, yeah. So you decided. So gosh. that you def- you def- you said one was A and one was A minus. I'm so better I'm curious, man. Both of these teams are loaded. First off, I'll tell you, I think Vladimir Guerrero is actually the best prospect in baseball. I will say that. Is he going to stay at third, though, Justin? Is he going to go to first or the outfield? Is he going to stay at third? He would probably be like, um, actually, he will be like a Miguel Cabrera, Albert Pujols type. Ooh. Stay at third for oh. like a few years and then move to first. Oh, Dude. Dude. <laughs> All right. Look, he's, he's I, I don't I don't think I, I am a huge Baseball America disciple. I don't think I have ever seen them give a prospect a 70 hit tool with an 80 power game power, not raw power. They gave that to Vlad Guerrero. Holy shit. So you think he's better than Acuna? You think he's better than, you think he'll play out from a fantasy perspective better than Acuna? Yeah. Shit, man. If that guy makes his debut by all-star break, it wouldn't surprise me, you know, but also, if he doesn't make it to like 2019, I could see that as well. Whereas Akuna is going to make his debut earlier. Akuna's ready. So, do you put present value? Like, where do you rank that versus future value? I mean, he's got a chance to have the same kind of bat as his dad. Not the arm or the speed, but Jesus. I mean, you're talking a 70 bat, 80 power? That's insane. Yeah. The one thing that we used to always enjoy about Vlad is it didn't matter where the fucking ball was. It would be, be three inches off right. the fucking plate. This guy would reach out, put it over the fucking fence. And my yeah. understanding is this kid could do the same thing. Anyway, I'll start right there um, because, I mean, that's it to me is the number one prospect in baseball. I freaking love Tiber Ruiz. That guy is the guy. He's one of the prospects I'm super pumped to see because I have not seen him play yet. Kingery, I watched him play in Fall League. That's the next Jason Kipnis right there. Back when Jason Kipnis was a top 10, or um, like a top 5 second baseman. Oh, boy. Jesus, that kid looks like a freaking stud. Rosario, he's a great post-hype sleeper. I mean, Adamas, he looks like the next Starlin Castro pre-Yankees. Wow. We'll see about uh, Helio Ramos. He had to like 
fucking what, 350? Granted, it was at Rookie League. Again, you know, you get a bunch of them. There's only going to be like a small couple of them that truly amount mm-hmm. to it. But damn, yeah, but still, that's a, it's a lot yeah, of minimized risk right there. If he hits, if he hits on a third of them, that's that's half of his fucking starting team. So that's a lot. Um, so to go to the other one, I mean, L.A. reboot. Before we go to the other one, you know, um, you built a good team, Justin. Uh, I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Scott Kingery. That's who Justin recommended to me pick up last year. I had Vlad Guerrero before I met Justin. You know, I, I had. Uh, it, <laughs> you met Justin <laughs> like five years ago. Uh, yeah, I've had <laughs> Vlad Guerrero since he was 16. Uh, <laughs> Senzel, I chose myself. Come on. Let's be honest. <laughs> so we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens with the way all those guys pan out. Um LA reboot. I watched Robles play in the fall. Yeah, no, reboot. Uh-huh. There you go. Thank you. A reboot. No, it's okay. Right. All right, cool. I, uh, <laughs> you know what? I think uh Victor Robles is gonna be what Byron Buxton was supposed to be. Oh. Oh wow. Yes. Oh man. I think uh, I think Robles is going to be pretty freaking good. Three hundred average, eighteen bombs, and thirty stolen bases. Like Robles is going to be nasty. Jesus, Bobichet, that kid's pretty freaking good. I love Brendan Rogers, Maiten, Maytan. I mean, that guy went from being like the next fucking Miguel Cabrera to not even a top one hundred prospect. How does that happen? A lot of cheeseburgers. Hey, he can't he can't get step away from the table after his first portions like me. <laughs> Eloy Jimenez, oh shit, he's a freaking animal. Oh my god, he could end up setting the world on fire. Like, man, I don't, I don't quite want to say Aaron Judge, but don't say that. He might be really, really damn good. Luis, I'm not going to publish this episode. I fucking hate this episode. You let him finish for Christ's sake. He is not done. You were going to say Luis Robert? Um, Oh no! I read an article that called him the second best player in the world. However, they didn't say who number one was. And that or was which in, world or which world. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, Luis Brinson, I want to see that guy be the next Joe Carter. That's actually who he kind of reminds me of Austin Beck. I don't know. That guy really, really struggled, but Robles is, he's going to be a stud. Shit. Who would I say is number one? Yeah, so we are we already have one of our experts has mm. declared which minor league system is number one. And now, Justin, you're our other expert. We need your declaration so that we can start teasing for a mid-year and a post-year prospects mm. segment. With the guys in the dirt that Mr. Blonde has, those um, that trio of shortstops, having the quantity of guys in the dirt, seeing how that is really a premium among the league i might actually give edge there every one of the guys that you mentioned on my minors while high on many of the list are either a shortstop or an outfielder yeah i mean nothing in the corners nothing in the back yeah it seems like la Raboot has more surefire closer to the majors type prospects we have more we know more about bo bichette than Seth Beer. The range of possibilities in Mr. Bond's Heroes is much wider. There's no denying the talent. It's just, will that talent appear? And I think when you think about Eloy Jimenez, Brendan Rodgers, Bo Bichette, even Eddie Martinez, Victor Robles, I mean, these are guys that we, we, we're starting to get a book on, mm-hmm. whereas I think Greg's a little deeper, which means that the variation, right, the, the 
the potential path to fantasy relevance is a little more in question. That helped me decide in terms of who I thought had the best system, but I agree. It was really yeah. disheartening to see these guys and the talent they both have. When I did break it all down, I ended up ranking you know these guys, and, and I ranked them again, um, Justin, without um, using pitchers. So when I looked at you know top, these are just batting rankings, and I omitted any prospects that aren't in our league that might be within mm-hmm. these mixes. So that said, Greg ended up with three of the top five um, in, in Guerrero, Torres, and Sans, and uh, Sensel. Um, he ended up with uh, one, two, three, six of the top 20, um, adding to that again at uh, Willie Adames, Kingery, and Calhoun. Uh, and that's yeah. how, again, that was the top six. Then he has the catchers, and, and not many people have catchers. As a matter of fact, I think there were only two other uh, catchers in the prospects, period, one of them being Mejia, uh, who's probably the top guy. So Greg may have yes. the second and third. Well, Chance Cisco's up there, too. He, yeah, true. All right, maybe maybe fourth and fifth. Another quick note, I, I have six of, again, in my rankings, the top 20 um, prospects. Of those six, uh, one of them was on my roster um, uh, January 1st, <laughs> December 1st. I've Five of them I have acquired over the last month. So, Justin, you're saying that Mr. Blonde's Heroes, in your opinion, has the top minor league system. Is that what I heard? Yes, I would agree. Great. Because we're all terrible all right. forecasters. Everyone on this podcast, we, we last year we all bungled the the <laughs> forecast spectacularly. Like it wasn't even close. We were, like it was it was we flipped were, on its ear. Tim and I were going to be vying for the title, and like I didn't, I didn't even come close. Joe to is the only playoffs. team that anyone yeah. picked that actually made the playoffs. We, I but, mean, we couldn't have been further off if we tried. You know, yeah. so this will be interesting, you know. How long how long have all of you guys been playing fantasy sports? Twenty four years, Jack and I. Yeah. Baseball I ten years, but I played fantasy football for ten years before that. Ten okay. for me. Something that I've learned is fantasy sports is about eighty percent luck. I would say the other twenty percent is you uh, drafting correctly. Given your 12 years of experience, if you have a player that has been hexed, someone put a hex on him, <laughs> how... And he's really good, and you don't want to trade him. I can't. He's untradeable, pretty much. How do I get rid of that hex? Because none of these fuckers will tell me. So maybe you know... I think Sage. You burn Sage. Sage? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to listen to you. You're not going to tell me the truth. So Justin, wow. is there is there some some way to dispel this of this Justin, hex that when has you're in a, when really, you're a really good player, Justin? Really, when good. you're in the midst of a slump in your softball league, as rare as those likely are, you know how, right. how do you how do you bust out of a slump? What's your slump buster? Some uh, rando chick. You pick up a rando chick at the bar and uh, you know, yeah, take her out. Um, I typically drink like two more beers in the parking lot than what I normally do, and that typically fixes. So Tim drink more. Hoping, okay, but how, there's your answer, Tim. Drink your minor more. League system. <laughs> yeah, unload minor league system was what I was hoping. That's right. Or trade, you know, seven of your ten starting players. But no, just drink more. Got it. There you go. Can do. Done. Done. 
Well, Justin, great seeing you again. Great having you here again. Great artwork over your left shoulder. Love it, love it, love it. That's a great band. Best of luck to you on your Dynasty League that you're embarking on. So we hope to have you back, and you can kind of give us some some insights as to how you're doing there. And then apparently in the co-ed softball league that you're in, how well you're doing there. Sister Mary Catherine is doesn't stack up to Justin at all. <laughs> you know, I, I've got like I've despite slow pitch softball, I've got the power of like Ozzy Smith, Jose Peraza. I'm like right around there. Yeah. Justin just <laughs> Justin's hoping his slugging percentage outdoes his blood alcohol level this year. Yeah, <laughs> I believe Justin could start for Greg's team. Oh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. And may, yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll uh I'll, I'll hold the hot corner for uh for Vlad till he and till Senzel. He's yes. I've been down on Senzel, but now I'm slowly realizing he's looks to be pretty good. Anyways, Justin, thanks again for hopping on and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, it was Justin. fun. Good to see you, man. Peace All right, fun. fellas. Peace. All right, gentlemen. All right, well, listen, this was fun. We'll, we'll we'll be talking to you soon. Later, boys. Sayonara, Gamera.
you still have any questions for these guys. You know? What? I'm getting fucking trolled from all different directions is what's happening right there. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. <laughs> what, what was that? What the I love the energy. That? Nah, there's fucking, there's like sub fucking trolls going on and he just got me. He's, he got me. Um, anyway, just, it was almost as bad as me saying Willie Calhoun can't hit. <laughs> he can fucking hit. <laughs> so it's good that I don't have a goddamn prospect on my team because I fucking, you know, clearly have Michael no idea Taylor. what's going on. That's what had in my mind that the Nationals. <laughs> oh, no. and, and God, that's what I said. Good one. Uh, you said Michael <laughs> Taylor? I said, I said Michael he Taylor. Did. He said no. <laughs> okay. And Brian Godwin or Goodwin or whatever his name is. Okay. Yeah, Kansas City, they've got uh, we'll see what happens with uh, Mahomes. Is that right? That's what, it, uh, that's, what it's, that's what it says over the tunnel that they run out of. We'll, <laughs> we'll see, see what happens. happens. <laughs> yeah. We're sorry. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Yeah, but you know, so wasn't there players like that? Should he be in a trade for Bryce Harper? Like, is that, That's the kind of question that you're asking, right? I would take Harper over, over Buxton. Yeah. But I'm, what, what, what I'm saying though is, but but you know, <laughs> only um, just a bit, <laughs> and I'm hoping that I'll be alive. How I hope and pray that I will, but today I am still just, just a, a bit. Look, Bill, now you're a law. Oh yeah, I love that. That was definitely the best schoolhouse rock. Their hitting coach uh, emphasizes ground balls. Slap it on the ground, boys, and run it out.